3: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You are
4: looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v Prime Primetime.
5: Hour three of VEASAN prime Time on a Tuesday evening. That gentleman right there led Tulane to an undefeated season in 1998. I'm just a guy who likes to talk about sports. Our next guest, maybe, we didn't, we didn't come to a consensus, but maybe the most popular or most uh, notable Tulane alum, and he'll be joining us all throughout the football season, it is Doug Ellen. Uh, from Entourage fame, and uh, check out the podcast, The Victory Pod. Uh, and I'm sure you and my co-host, Doug, still fired up over that massive win over UMass this weekend, boys. 42-10. <laughs> to 10. Way to go. Way to go, Green Wave. Good start. To- hey, you can't go undefeated like Sean's team in 98 without starting 1-0.
4: I mean, I don't know who starts, but it's it's a great start. And you know, my,
5: when I was there, and we played at the
4: Superdome in front of 300 people, and uh, Ron Guidry's cousin was my was like my next door neighbor who was a monster on the team. And my friend Andrew Klein uh, said, week one, the guy said, I think Guidry, Brad Guidry, he said, I think we're going to a bowl this year. And my friend Andrew Klein said, yeah, the toilet bowl, and. uh, <laughs> And Brad grabbed him by the throat. So the fact that I missed Sean's years and had to watch our team, we barely won any games and nobody was at the games in the Superdome. It was very uncomfortable. So I, we cannot, we cannot forget Sean's years and hope they will come back soon.
1: I'm I'm bullish on Tulane, and Tim's just a little upset because he's a Notre Dame supporter, and they open <laughs> with a loss, so he's still licking his wounds. They a got little.
5: a cover. Thank you very much. <laughs> they got a cover. They did. Good teams win. Great teams cover. This is facts. <laughs> I like that. Twenty-one to ten, the final. All right, but Doug, we got uh, we got a lot to get to. Uh, we were talking last night, and uh, you you've been firing on week one, and week one starts, gentlemen, with the defending Super Bowl champs hosting the Buffalo Bills, the favorites to win the Super Bowl. You're looking at a line that is flip favorites, and the home reigning Super Bowl champs are an underdog. So I'll start with you, Doug. Uh, What are you firing on here? What do you anticipate to see on Thursday night out in L.A. uh, with the Rams taking on the Bills? I mean, I know we've been hearing all this
4: about, you know, Stafford's elbow and – and uh, Odell's not there and Woods got traded, but I I'm expecting a big shootout. And I do agree that the bills, if they stay healthy are probably going to the super bowl, but the Rams are winning this game. I mean, McVay is too good a coach to have uh, this whole offseason not to be ready at home, take their rings and, and they're going to win this game. So I, they're going to cover obviously, and they're going to win. And I think Josh Allen's going to have a huge game, even though I like the Rams defense, but uh, I think the Rams are going to win.
1: I agree, and I like the fact that the uh, Vegas made him an underdog because that allows Sean McVay to point out the fact that they think we're resting on our laurels. They don't think we're hungry to win another championship. But get some focus. They understand the task at hand. It's hard to win back-to-back, but I'm with you, Doug. I like the Rams outright. What are you
5: guys expecting? Uh, Cooper Cup was just absolutely amazing last year. One MVP of the Super Bowl, even though Aaron Donald should have won it. Uh, as as I was.
1: He had an Aaron Donald uh, ticket, though. He's still better. Oh,
5: I mean, Doug, everything (laughs) that could go wrong in the Super Bowl for me outside of the Rams just winning outright went wrong. And I had an Aaron Donald ticket. I'm sitting next to Sean. I'm expecting the great announcement to come. I'm going to celebrate. And I see Cooper Cup wins MVP.
4: I mean, I think that's harsh. They should have split it, but they're not winning that game without Cooper Cup. They're not even anywhere near the Super Bowl without the two of them. But You know, I'm expecting Cooper Cup, who, by the way, was my MVP last year because he won me my fantasy football league. Nice. (laughs) I'm expecting another big season out of him. But, you know, Aaron Donald is, you know, with the exception of LT, in my opinion, the best defensive player of all time. And uh, I'm expecting big things out of both of them. But they
1: should have split the MVP, in my opinion. And, Doug, it was like they poured vinegar in Tim's eyes because the announcement came out that they submitted the MVP forms before the last drive of the game where Donald had the two sacks to, to save the game. You should have saw Tim.
4: <laughs> I mean, I, that would upset me as well. But, I, you know, and, and you know, as I said, Aaron's incredible, but Cooper Cup was he, – he carried that offense. If he didn't drop that one pass, I don't think anyone would have said anything about him not being the MVP. But
1: – yeah. Yeah, well, you know. It's over. Move on. Move on. Move
5: on. Tim. Salt salt in the wounds. All right. One of the games, the NFL just, <laughs> Doug, never loses. We're talking to Doug Ellen. Uh, the NFL never loses. And, of course, Baker Mayfield gets traded in the offseason to Carolina. Who does Carolina open up the season against? But the Cleveland Browns. So, we've seen a flip of favorites here now. Obviously, Deshaun Watson is not playing in this game. But money has continued to pour in. On the Carolina Panthers. Now a two and a half point favorite. Baker gets some revenge. Now they're at home. So that that works in in Carolina's favor. You think Baker gets some revenge? You're going to lay those uh, couple of points with Baker in a revenge spot?
4: I mean, I hate that the money is going on Carolina because it makes me question my thoughts. Because I I like to think I'm ahead of the curve, but obviously not. I think Baker is... In my opinion he's underrated, he's undervalued and I do think he's going to have a good game and a good season. Uh McCaffrey, I think is healthy and again I don't want to talk like I I studied the preseason cuz I I really do get into the NFL when it starts, but I think McCaffrey's going to have a great year. I think Baker is I think he's going to be what he is, a good solid quarterback and I think Cleveland's going to miss him. That's what I think. And uh um, that's my opinion. So, yes, I'm looking for a win for Carolina.
1: I agree 100%. I think uh, people are overlooking the Panthers. Offensively, D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, two really good wide receivers. And I don't know if this will be accurate in week four, but in week one, like you said, Christian McCaffrey's healthy. Baker's an upgraded quarterback. Remember last year, I think they started 3-0 and before McCaffrey went down in the Texans game. So, I'm with Doug on this one. I think Carolina wins outright, especially with Deshaun Watson not being available for the Browns.
5: Now, Doug's expertise is obviously you know, <laughs> film and movies. Uh, so Doug, I, I gotta ask you, I gotta poke into your your expertise here. Baker Mayfield did all those at-home commercials with uh with yeah. the progressive insurance. From what yeah. from what you saw, what what do you think of the acting chops of Baker Mayfield? Think he's got a future post-football? I like
4: Baker's acting. I think I like his whole personality. Now, do I wish that he would win first and then focus on that <laughs> but but I don't want to say anything because if anyone was offering me a commercial and paying me to do it I'd be all over it you know That's... so he's got to, he's got to take care of his family but I think it might be a little bit of a distraction, but I feel like he's going to be focused this year and ready. But I do like his acting. I will put him in the new
5: show if he wants. Ooh, yeah, I like it. Well, he, and, and Sean's been asking me every day. I mean, he's the one who knows you, but he's been asking. Baker's
1: me. got major qualifications. People forget he won a Heisman and was the number one pick in the draft.
5: He does all those uh, Heisman Trophy commercials, yeah, too. Like yeah, like Baker's a good player. He, just <laughs> he kind does of, every
1: commercial. Yeah, I think he kind of got distracted, as Doug mentioned, a little bit in Cleveland, and it rubbed some of those veterans the wrong way. But, hey. Sometimes when they knock you down, it, it, you're better when you get back up.
5: Well, so I, I don't like the fact that you, the Tulane guys, are teaming up here. With well, every- genius, <laughs> you
1: know, is lonely. Well, so me I, and Doug are in this category, and you're just over there. I I haven't tra- trading water.
5: I haven't said one thing or the other. For some reason, Doug, I I don't know why. I thought he graduated from a fine institution of Tulane like you did, but for some reason, my partner is infatuated. By Carson Wentz. He thinks he's going to be good. He (laughs) thinks he's going to go to a Pro Bowl. He thinks he's going to lead the Commanders in their first year with the stupid name to a division title. Now, they start the season at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, of course, got rid of Urban Meyer and that disaster. Um, (laughs) This number has moved from Washington 3.5 to Washington just 2.5. So the smart money seems to be on the Jacksonville Jaguars are you anticipating in front of a raucous like 21,000 strong at FedEx <laughs> field that the Jaguars go in and take down the commanders? Uh,
4: so, so my thoughts, and I, I, don't, I don't like to be negative about anybody. These guys are doing things that I wish I was capable of doing, but I don't have high hopes for Carson Wentz. I don't think he'll be starting in five weeks. I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be close to what people hoped. Not necessarily right off the bat, but I think he's going to have a good year. I think he's coming back. His hair looks great, you know. And I think that uh, I feel good about the Jaguars and are getting rid of Urban Meyer and all that crazy stuff that was going on. I think is going to really change it over there. Um, but I don't have high hopes for Carson Wentz. I mean, I I just don't.
1: It's interesting because I think Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, and Mitch Trubisky are kind of in the same formula as for me. High first round draft picks that had initial success and then struggled. And now all three of them are getting a chance to prove that they were worthy of being drafted in the first round. I think that motivation makes them slightly more, uh, I think, intentional about how they approach their job. And I think the talent's there. So We'll see. I probably won't be right on all three, Doug, but I'm thinking I go two for three at least.
4: Um, I'm, 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 I don't want to go against the wave, but I'm against John Trubisky as well. I don't think he's going to be starting in five weeks either. <laughs> uh, and again, I really like, I, I, I like him. He seems like a good kid. So I, I wish him all, I wish them all well. But Carson Wentz was, uh, was an MVP candidate, whether it was four seasons ago or five seasons ago, the knee injury. He's not only never been quite the same, but it seems, and again, I'm not an insider. Adam Schefter, I went to high school with, by the way, so I have that that on my resume. You know, Adam Schefter in high school and Sean King and I are the same college. But uh, Carson uh, seems like he's a cancer to the locker room everywhere he goes. And uh, I, I just, I don't anticipate good things for him. I, I never like to hear that stuff. You always, you know, when you hear that stuff, there's usually a problem and it usually follows them.
1: Yeah, I don't love it either, but we have to put something on this. So here's the wager. If Mitchell Trubisky or Carson Wentz starts all 17 games, then you have the tab next time we're in the boot. If neither of Trubisky or Wentz start all 17 games, I have the tab at the boot.
4: I, I love it. That's a done deal, and I'll actually even take you. We'll go to a great restaurant in New Orleans. There's so many, but uh, uh, dinner is on me. If they, I mean that's a crazy bet for you. That both of
1: them. Start <laughs> no, is one of the, the other, one of the other, at right. least one. We'll we'll right.
5: we'll we'll work out the details on the other side. <laughs> Doug's gonna hang out with more on the other side. Doug Allen from Entourage.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of it, like that, see that,
2: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella. Point game. I remember you came out my room crying, <laughs> crying, tears, I mean, he was in a culture shock.
3: And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what you I know? told you? I said, I said, O. G. You think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You didn't need it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Because you gotta think, Love he's gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard.
1: He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that,
2: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella Point Game. I remember you came out from room crying, <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock, he's, he's going to us
3: about winning. Remember what you I know? told you? I said, I said, OJ, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You didn't mean it. Ain't <laughs> <Nick?"> <laughs>
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
5: of the week BetMGM. MGM visit BetMGM MGM for terms and conditions must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 chatting with a couple two lane legends that's Sean King on uh, Skype is Doug Ellen follow him on Twitter at Mr. Doug Ellen of course from entourage uh and uh check out the victory podcast I have subscribed and listened to a handful of episodes uh I believe the most recent one. They were looking back at the season premiere of uh, of the se- uh, season four. Billy Walsh seems like he's uh, as kooky as his actual character on the show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. is that a fair assessment, Doug? From uh, uh, I, you know, what? I apologize. I forget uh, his, his, his actual Reese, name. Yeah.
4: Reese, Reese Coiro is, uh, I mean, he's a brilliant actor trained at Carnegie Mellon and, and he's a real actor, but he's, uh, yeah, he's a handful sometimes, but great guy.
5: <laughs> so check out the Victory Pod. It's a really good It's actually listen. really
1: good. Yeah. If you, if
5: you are an Entourage fan, it, it takes you right down memory lane. It's really great insight stuff. Uh, but it's the sports betting show. So we're talking sports betting. Yeah. And we just had a, uh, a little friendly wager. So, I want to go back to it because we were up against a break. So, the wager was, Sean, do you would you like to? Yes.
1: One of Carson Wentz or Mitchell Trubisky okay. starts all 17 games. And if they don't, then I have to pick up the tab at the boot NOLA. If one of them does, then Doug picks up the tab at the boot
5: well, NOLA. And, he, and Doug went one step further. Because Doug is going to, uh, he said, he even take him out to a nice dinner. So he even went, went.
4: I'm offering a meal. And if you want to go fancy, we can do that. But otherwise, my, my favorite burger is actually in New Orleans. My buddy's uh, place, Adam Biederman at uh,
1: Company Burger. So yeah, we're, let's we're, do we're, it.
4: Yeah, we'll do that if
1: not. I'm a simple guy. I, only caveat. If one gets <laughs> physically injured, then the bet is null. <laughs> I don't want all these these
2: stipulations. Well, I'm saying like, it's one thing.
4: Talk about a late ad after I threw in the dinner. I mean, goodness. That's fine though. I think, uh, I think one will get benched. So I'll, I'll I'll deal
5: with that. All right. Let's get to a team near and dear to your heart. Uh, I think this is, you know, we talk about survivor a lot, Doug, because here at Circa, they have a massive survivor pool. $6 $6 million guarantee, but you got to make it all the way through. got to be the last man standing. Sean's, um, Sean's going to be a part of it. He's going to have six entries. And I said buyer beware here with Tennessee in this spot uh, as a decent-sized favorite, six, five-and-a-half-point favorite against your New York football giants. So do your giants, Doug, go to Tennessee and enjoy themselves a victory against the reigning AFC South champs.
4: I think they're going to cover. I don't think they're going to win. I, I I wish I did. Um, I'm still hopeful. Saquon is what I believe he can be, which is, I thought he was going to be the next Barry Sanders. And uh, I'm still hoping. I, I hated when they got him in the condition the team was in. I knew he was going to get hurt. And um, I'm hoping he can come back 100% because he's a, I mean, he was a special talent and I'm hoping it's still there, but I think the Titans are going to win.
1: He says he's 100%, so I'm going to go with what he says. I love the new head coach, Brian Daybowl. He done a great job with Josh Allen, who's with at Buffalo. Maybe he can get Daniel <laughs> Jones to improve. And when you look at the roster, Doug, they have a lot of really good pieces, You know, especially if Kayvon Thibodeau is able and ready to play in week one as well. So they might have the overall better roster in some ways than Tennessee. It just can you trust the quarterback?
4: They might. Well, Sean, you said that in like you kind of threw it out there, but are you really gonna compare Daniel Jones to Josh Allen? Well, I mean, no, I was think- talking
1: about the improvement factor. Because remember <laughs> now when Josh Allen was drafted out of Wyoming, he was an extremely raw project. And Dayball kind of molded him into what he is now. I definitely don't think Daniel Jones is turning into Josh Allen. But <laughs> if he can kind of be Baker Mayfieldish. This year. I just hope he holds on to the ball. If he could just stop the turnovers,
4: that would be a great start. So that is, I'm hoping
1: that in falling down in the open field when no one's around.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll start with that. Then we'll go to then we'll go to Josh Allen.
5: <laughs> We're chatting with Doug Ellen. Uh Doug, uh the Chiefs, it's it's been a weird kind of offseason because they they trade away Tyreek Hill. You know, there's some uh I would just say talking heads, and, and and you know when we're at a gambling network, we don't really pay too much attention to uh, to folks that are just trying to make a, a hot take. But there's, I, I almost feel like this is a, a a a buy low opportunity this season on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now they still have their questions defensively. I think the offense is still going to be phenomenal even without Tyreek Hill, and they're playing Arizona to open up the season. Do you think this is where Kansas City, even on the road, now the number has moved three points in favor of the Chiefs, so that money coming in on the Chiefs, do you think the Kansas City Chiefs flex their muscles in Arizona on Sunday?
4: I I got a couple of things to say. Number one, I don't don't watch the talking heads as much as I used to, so I really don't know what people are saying. But in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes has somehow – turned into, he's not Patrick Mahomes anymore. And I think Tyree Hill is going to miss Mahomes a lot more than uh, the other way around. I think he is one of the greatest talents in the history of the sport. I think they're going to be good. I think Andy Reid is one of the great coaches of all time. And uh, I, I think the chiefs are going to win big. And then my other thing is, which I, I pr- people are probably talking about this too. And I know he's got 200 plus million dollars. This Kyler Murray thing is heading for a disaster. I mean, you know, (laughs) I'm just trying to think. I've dealt with some actors that I would like to give like homework clauses in. You better memorize your lines. You better do this. (laughs) You better do that. But the idea of actually putting it in a contract and then it getting out to the media, this is not going to end well. Um, I don't know what really goes on behind the scenes there, but there's definitely a problem. And uh, Hopkins is out, um, which, you know, unlike. Mahomes, who I think will be fine without Tyreek, I I think losing DeAndre is huge for uh, Arizona, and I think uh, that's another one I'll put in there, Sean. I don't think uh, Kyler's going to be starting by the end of the season, and not necessarily because he gets benched, but he might just walk off this team. I just think there's something (laughs) going back there that, you know, that is bad.
5: Well, I mean, how great would that be for uh, someone, uh, a company that you used to be a very big part of, HBO, if he walks off because they're going to be the in-season hard knocks this year, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, it's going to be
1: fascinating. And I'm oh, a, wow. I didn't, I yeah,
5: didn't even know. Absolutely. And is JJ? I sound stupid now, but JJ's still on that team,
4: right? Yeah, he's still yeah, there. he's
1: still there. He's, All right, so he's about maybe 55. JJ can,
4: can maybe JJ can hold it down or something, but I, I don't know. I feel like there's something brewing there that is going to be very ugly. Yeah, there's something brewing, and that's Cliff Kingsbury is getting fired. So, well, that's that's possible too. I just want to know who. I just want to know who was willing to put that in a contract. And, uh, and who said, you know what? Let's call the agent and see what he thinks about this. But anyway, we'll see. Yeah,
1: I agree. I, I don't think reward entitled behavior with more money. It generally doesn't change the behavior. It emboldens the person demonstrating that behavior. All I uh, care about in this game, Doug, is that Hollywood Brown gets targets because I haven't been fantasy football.
5: <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> uh, Doug, Monday night, uh, a guy that you uh, know well, I believe you, uh, he was part of the Entourage movie, Russell Wilson, now a new home. Uh, in Denver. Mm. Uh, and and by the way, did you see the new home? I think he and Sierra. It's pretty dope. Like 20, Sierra. 20, yeah. Sierra. Is it Sierra? Yeah. yeah. I'm very hip. <laughs> uh, 20 was a $25 million house. Uh, they're laying a big old number on the road. I, I don't like laying big numbers on the road. I, I think Seattle stinks, Doug. Uh, however, this is kind of their Super Bowl week one with Russell Wilson returning. Uh, do you think this is uh, maybe closer than anticipated come Sa- uh, Monday night?
4: Yeah, 100%. And I've got, you know, I, I've gone down to see Russell at that stadium a bunch of times. And, you know, I don't always think home field makes any difference, but this one's going to be big. And I think Seattle fans are going to be supportive to some degree of Russell for the first 10 minutes. And then they're going to be loud. And I think, uh, I, I think Seattle covers. I think Denver will win. Russell will have a good game, but I think uh, Seattle's going to cover.
5: All right. So we have our first. Two lane versus two lane wager uh we have we have that on the books uh let's uh doug as we wrap this up we appreciate you hanging out for a couple segments you want to give us a uh your your G men season prediction uh what do you expect from uh from the New York Giants you think think 8, five hundred eight nine where where are we looking at with giants their win total is six and a half
4: yeah i think we I think we talked about it last yeah. week but yeah. i'm giving I'm giving it over I think I said seven and I'm sticking with that nothing's changed.
5: All right, so we will go seven and ten for the New York Giants. Hey, I'm still trying oh, to agree. figure out what,
1: what were you talking about five hundred. How do you go five hundred in a seventeen <laughs> game season? I said
5: over. Did I say I said over five hundred? See, a two lane alone would
1: never make that mistake.
5: <laughs> you just wagered that Carson. You wagered with me that Carson Wentz would go to the Pro Bowl.
1: I'm a so. dreamer. I like the underdog.
5: <laughs> uh, check out the Victory Podcast. Great stuff. Uh, it, Doug. Is, it really is good stuff, Doug. We appreciate it. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Be good. There he is, Mr. Doug Ellen. Great stuff from him. Uh, do check out
6: the podcast. Will the 500?
5: Worry about USF, Sean.
4: This is V Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on V the Sports Betting Network.
5: It's football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSIN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus, best bets, unseason win totals, division finishes. And player award. Sign up early and for a discount at $175, you'll receive both guides and full VCN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for 40 bucks a month and see everything Vison has to up your betting game. Go to VCN.com/slash subscribe for all your options to become part of the Sports Betting Network. Thanks again to Doug Ellen. He'll be joining us all throughout the football season. Fun stuff there. I think he, he likes just not having to focus on his real job, which is, you know, much harder than what we do and just...
1: Well, I think it shows the reach that professional sports have in this country. Sure. Like they supersede professions and, you know, race and, and religion. And, you know, everybody from all walks of life, you know, no matter how they look, what they do, they're in the sports. And the National Football League happens to be at the very top of the sports pyramid. So going to Tulane, a football factory. Of course you're going to be into the game of football.
5: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. I thought you said football factory.
1: You want me to go down the list? Please do. I mean, produce ballers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. Sean King, Patrick Ramsey, J.P. Loseman, like three first and second round draft picks at quarterback in a row. Lester Ricard, the fourth one, drafted. Yeah, come on, Matt Forte, Ryan Griffin still playing in the National Football League. Come on, man. We got guys. Ooh. Mooney at Chicago, the receiver. I mean, we got guys, man. Man. We haven't been able to put no, a lot of winning seasons together. No wonder
5: together you guys beat UMass. Since I left. Well,
1: 1-0 is 1-0. and You just said you can't go undefeated if you don't win the first one. That is true.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Those are those are facts.
1: What did Notre Dame do this week?
5: Uh, they lost. 21 oh, okay. is I actually want to get to that game. Yeah,
1: I'll take one and over 0-1. Um, Not that I want them to lose. Marcus Freeman is my guy.
5: Yeah, you, you don't. You, I, I, I can't wait to talk to Marcus Freeman and tell him how much you badmouth him. Yeah, on he won't these believe. Networks. He won't believe that. Well, I can get him clips.
1: Well, get him clips. Yeah, I didn't say
5: anything like, bad about Marcus. Like during the break, when you said, "Well, I, I think they're going eight and
1: four Remember last year when you? Did, were, can you put the context on it? Would they have a tough schedule. No, if Tyler Buckner doesn't improve, that's what I said. There will be eight and four.
5: I actually didn't think he played that poorly.
1: I didn't think he played great after that first, like maybe three series. I mean, I want to say he went like two for 12 or so the rest of the game. Let's,
5: let's, I want to, because we haven't had a chance to talk about what happened on Saturday night, which was Ohio State beating Notre Dame 21 to 10. And, you know, it's funny. um, Matt, um, Ryan Day after the game was asked, you know, what happened with the offense? And I guess that's where we've, where we've gotten to in college football with the expectations of Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State that you can win a game by 11 Mm -hmm. against the fifth-ranked team in the country and be asked, what's wrong? So when you look at Ohio State, we'll get to Notre Dame in a moment. Did you come away concerned with Ohio State after their performance? Because I didn't. I actually thought their defense played really well Notre Dame had a game plan, which was to take the air out of the ball. I think it was the lowest possessions Notre Dame's had in a game. I think they only had uh, uh, 48 snaps. I thought – I came away saying if that's the way the defense is going to play moving forward, I don't see anybody in the Big Ten beating them. Now, are they good enough to beat Georgia or Alabama? I don't know. We'll see. They got a lot of time before then. But I look at their schedule right now. A 21-10 win over Notre Dame. Played really strongly defensively. Uh, Notre Dame wasn't able to do much offensively in the second half. They don't have another challenge until September twenty-fourth when they take on Wisconsin. Is Braylon Allen gonna be able to run against Ohio State from what we saw with five with three five stars on the defensive line that they have there? I, I just I think Ohio State's gonna be just fine offensively. Jackson Smith and Jigba was nicked up. Um, and CJ Stroud made some plays down the stretch. And I'll tell you this. I thought the run game, especially into the second half of, of, was it Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson, I think that's quite the dynamic duo they have in the backfield.
1: Absolutely. Uh, both guys that you just mentioned, uh, Williams and Henderson, averaged over six yards per carry, which doesn't bode well for this rhetoric that Notre Dame is like this elite defense. I think they played with passion. I think they played with a emotion. And energy unknown to mankind. I think they really got up. I really think that I think they really took it personal that people thought they were more than two touchdowns worse than Ohio State. I thought Ohio State played a clean game. I thought they made great in game adjustments, especially when I'm sure the majority of the game plan was focused on getting Jackson Smith and Jig with the ball, losing him early, being able to not miss a beat. They ended up with almost 400 yards total offense. They rushed for over 100. C.J. was extremely efficient. I think he was like 70-something percent, two touchdowns, no no interceptions. He only gave up one sack, that offensive line, which I had question marks about. I wasn't disappointed in Ohio State's game. I think the national rhetoric is that for some reason they were going to be running all over the field, but Notre Dame isn't Utah. Like the caliber of player that Notre Dame has is much more athletic and has a higher – uh, talent level than the guys that are going to go to Utah. Now that doesn't mean Utah can't, in some season, be a better team. But I never thought that they were just going, you know, out athlete Notre Dame. Now what happened was, ultimately, when the game really mattered in the fourth, th- uh, late third, fourth, Notre Dame couldn't generate any offense at that point. So I thought Tommy Reese, if anything, did not do a good job of creating new creative ways to get his guys in space based on what. Uh, Ohio State was doing to them defensively.
5: Yeah, I think there's, it's fair to criticize Tommy Reese, but I also think it's...
1: And not criticize, it's critique. It's a, to me, when I criticize somebody, it's because I've seen it happen multiple times. And This is just my initial critique in this situation. And I don't know if, it's, if he wasn't completely comfortable with what Tyler, the quarterback, was comfortable with. You know, I don't know... You know, the, the actual nuts and bolts, but I did not think they made great adjustments to try and create explosive plays versus this Ohio State defense.
5: Yeah, I mean the problem with Notre Dame, and we've talked about it, is they don't have playmakers out wide. They have Michael Mayer.
1: Missing the wide receiver was big.
5: And they have you know Lorenzo Styles, who made that play on the first play of the game. We'll we'll see. I, I think you'll see a more comfortable uh feel for the Irish for the next two weeks when they get Marshall and Cal both at home. You know, they will have more athletes there. So, I think coming away, I thought Notre Dame entering this game was a 9-3 and football team. Looking at the schedule, I'd probably say they're a 9-3 football team. You know, Clemson last night, we didn't really talk much about that offensive performance. Their defense is the real deal. Um, Syracuse certainly looks better than uh, than expected. BYU is, is an interesting one. And then USC lit up rice. What is USC? We'll see. You yeah, know? number two
1: team in the country. Yeah. Okay. Three interception returns for touchdowns on defense. People. Played rice. Hey man, they're hey. the
5: number two team in the country.
1: Those are my my rankings, right? And we did the top five.
5: Yeah, you left Georgia at your top four. Yeah, they will
1: be in there now. Yes, okay. absolutely. Thank
5: you. Yeah, genius is lonely. As yeah, one hundred
1: percent. As I would like. To and say. I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm capable of adjusting on the fly. Remember, I said if Georgia was going to regress, this was the year. Based on what I witnessed. Week one, Georgia's is the most talented team in the country, which is amazing considering what they just lost. But I mean, they had NFL guys everywhere. I didn't drop Ohio State. I thought this would be a tough, hard fought game. I thought they did a great job of staying balanced, of not panicking, of eking out what ended up being a pretty comfortable win. If you go watch the last, yeah. the second half of the fourth quarter, it's not like they were life and death. Like they had the game in control. I thought it was a good win for Ohio State.
5: I thought it was a very good win for Ohio State. Where
1: I feel like their path got a little more difficult is I've been thoroughly impressed with the overall quarterback play in the Big Ten Conference, and to me, that's where the difference comes because great quarterback play a lot of times outweighs great defensive teams. When you have a quarterback that can run around, make plays, or a guy that can throw the ball in rhythm with great accuracy, you know it gives a lesser talented offense a shot. They have a lot of success. When you look at the Big Ten, man, I saw some quarterbacks that I like. Even in a loss, O'Connell looked really good for Purdue. Halinski uh, in week one versus Nebraska. I thought he looked really good. I thought Michigan looked really good on offense. Um Michigan State, even though they struggled at times, I thought Peyton Thorne played with a lot of confidence and looked really good. Uh, Sean Clifford I thought was efficient. I was surprised that Penn State couldn't run the ball But I thought they did have more success than we've seen in the past throwing it under Sean Clifford. So I'm just looking at the conference like it's better quarterback play overall than it has been the last few years.
5: Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that.
1: We're going to find out.
5: Yeah, we will. Ohio State's going to go
1: 12-0. They might.
5: They will. They'll go 12-0. And will they win the national championship? Uh, Probably not. But, yeah, don't overreact to week one. Uh, 21-10, not a – that big of a deal for ohio state i think to me sean i came away more impressed by the defense than discouraged by the offense and uh, there you go there's our pro tip of uh, of the hour you get one every hour on Vison across every show that means at least 20 a day they're available for Vison pro subscribers only at visa.com where you can sort them by sort and by show
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Prime
4: Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
5: Turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get the stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. If you miss... Only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issue. Please gamble responsible gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Wrapping things up here on v Prime Time. Femi and Wes will take over at the top of the hour. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. And
1: can I ask you something? Please. Because Femi came in, you know, he had a dress shirt on, but it was like he had the Banks look going, you know, Four buttons, you know, later he finally decided to button one up. And he's peacocking and bloviating, and I actually agreed with him. And I wanted to make sure that we got this on air. I was very impressed with the Washington Huskies. Kaelin, the board, his initial inaugural game as the head coach, when he got his former quarterback from Indiana, Michael Penix, mm-hmm. who looks completely healthy now, and he looked tremendous. I know they were playing Kent State. A lot of people think Kent State's the best team nope. or one of them in their uh, their respective conference. I've heard a lot of people that like Kent State this year. They don't get Not discouraged uh, by the early season non-conference schedule that they're going to make some noise You know, once they get into the conference. But I think Washington now is a dark horse team in the Pac-12. I don't know that they can win it outright, but I, I feel a lot better and a lot more optimistic about the Huskies than I did before the game.
5: I like I love the hire of Kalen DeBoer. Everywhere he goes, uh, he he kind of strikes gold. He was the offense coordinator, as you mentioned, in Indiana, and had Michael Penix Jr. when they had that m- incredible season just Damn. a couple years Remember ago. Remember
1: the game at Ohio State mm-hmm. where Penix looked like the best quarterback on the field, and he was playing against Justin Fields.
5: So no, I I don't I don't disagree. Uh, I know Wes Reynolds, Pemi's uh, co-host uh, on Live Bet tonight. Um, rode up Washington and bet their season win total over. So good start for them. They've got an FCS opponent coming up this weekend and then a showdown on primetime in in two weeks against Michigan State. So uh, that'll be a really, uh, you know, big test for Washington and Michigan State. Uh, You know, that game being in Seattle, uh, they start the season. They don't have a road game until they go to UCLA at the end of the month on a Friday night. Uh, By the way, UCLA, what a crowd uh, to see them beat Bowling Green. I think uh, about – Thirty-five people were there at the Rose Bowl.
1: Did you see how UCLA covered? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a bad beat. Oh, shout out to our guys, uh Stanford Steve, man. That's a great segment they have on Scott Van Pelt's show. But oh man, what a way to lose if you had Bowling Green.
5: But uh, no, I, I agree with Femi. I think that's a that's a great start for Washington. I love the hire and
1: for those of you that didn't see it, UCLA was up, what was it? Uh 20-something points, and it was, like, about two minutes left in the game, and they went for it, like, on their own, like, 46 on fourth down, and the kid ran all the way to the end zone.
5: <laughs> I mean, Bowling Green was catching, I think the closing line was, like, four, tw- or something it? like that. 23 and a half, yeah. 24, and Bowling Green led 17 to 7. I know.
1: And you were like, I'm Gucci. I should have bet the money line. And you end up not covering the 24. <laughs> It's unbelievable.
5: Ah, gotta love it. Gotta love. Gotta yeah. love betting. So
1: at twelve to one, and we're looking at the Bet MGM odds. Uh, Washington sits at twelve to one to win the Pac twelve. Were they the fifth choice behind UCLA? Oregon should never be plus four seventy five. No Bowl Nicks coat uh, quarterback team should ever be that high. Uh, Utah, I'm not down on Utah. I just think they ran into a tough situation in Gainesville. SC did everything I think SC was supposed to do in Week One. Sure, but I do like Washington with Penix. All right, can I can I interest you on a small Washington twelve to one nibble? Because if they're as good as I think they are, this number will only get lower.
5: Um, well, I'll say this: I don't think the nu- the number is going to move this week against Portland State. Well, yeah, it won't
1: move. But I'm talking about next week, Michigan State. They win and they do it convincingly. You know, Michigan State lost two starters in the opener. You know uh, that are going to be out for the season. I think a tight end and a linebacker. So you know they're already starting to suffer some some season-ending injuries of starters. If you wait to after the Michigan State game, I think this number goes down drastically.
5: Well, looking at the schedule, so they do play five. So it's an imbalanced schedule in the Pac-12. So they play five road games and four home games. However, they don't play USC. They don't play against utah so that works in their advantage and if we can get into the pac-12 championship
1: you can hedge against
5: you can certainly hedge against yeah. especially at a 12 to 1 price they play oregon on the road in uh, mid-november so we'll see what the ducks will be like uh, at that point in the season uh,
1: luckily for them they're coming from the cold to the cold so at least the weather won't be shocking
5: i i would take a flyer yeah yeah 12 to 1 knowing the schedule with no usc and no utah Utah does have to play both Oregon and USC. Now they get USC at home. Um, I think the schedule works in their favor. So at 12 to 1 and a possible hedge out opportunity, yeah, yeah I, I don't I mean, think.
1: What's their toughest game? At UCLA, probably? Uh, at Oregon. And I mean, UCLA. Going to Austin. I mean, you couldn't have filled a Circle book with the amount of people at the <laughs> UCLA opener. I mean, come on. Great job by Chip Kelly, huh? Building momentum and excitement around that program.
5: Well, it was like a 1,000 degrees.
1: I mean, still, though, we're talking about the opener in college football. I mean, did you see the job? And listen, I'm not a big believer in the quarterback, but the job Shane Beamer is doing down in Columbia, South Carolina, did you see the crowd? It's a different world, man. I know. It's a it's different, a different world. world. It's a different I know. world, man. I'm just saying, the SC game had a lot more people than the UCLA game did. Just saying. I'll say this. And SC was playing the vaunted Rice Owls.
5: There are some people that are bullish. You mentioned Stanford, Steve, on, on UCLA. Their schedule for a Pac-12, I mean, their non-conference is an absolute abomination. Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama. But – they do play Utah, Oregon, and USC, and Washington. So UCLA's schedule is tricky. They get
1: And they play Washington, Utah, Oregon back-to-back. Yep. Looks like a well, bye, a week, bye after week after week Utah. Between, yeah. yeah, but still, three games in a row.
5: pac is going to be interesting this year. Because, look, you're high on USC. I'm kind of a wait-and-see approach. I know the talent they got there. And their defense made plays, albeit against, you know, Horrible team in the conference, USA, and Rice, but...
1: And I want to take back something I said because I actually like this conference this year. And, and, and listen, the Pudding 12 is what they deserved last year. It was a bad conference. SC had no expectations. Chip Kelly had none. Washington, uh, Femi's, you know, beloved, you know, university was a dumpster fire. They had to fire the coach. Like, the, the, the conference overall was bad. This year... I, I think they got some solid football there, especially Arizona looks like they're getting better.
5: Oregon State.
1: Yeah, Oregon State win. over Boise. Like, yeah, we might. We'll give them the pack eight this year. How about that? <laughs> we won't go all the way to 12 <laughs> legitimate collegiate football teams. but We'll give them the pack eight. Um, baby steps.
5: All right. Well, we'll make our uh, I'll make our pro tip, Sean, of this uh, of this last segment. Pac-12 showing some life after week one. Kalen DeBoer being uh, at Washington. Twelve to one, might be worth a might be worth a look. Might I like be. it. No USC, no uh, no Utah on the schedule for the Huskies. So. Uh,
1: and if I can find a Michael Penix, Pac-12 Player of the Year, future might be interested in, in investing in that stock as well.
5: I was gonna say don't overreact to Week One, but you know, Sean Sean likes what he sees after uh, taking on Kent State.
1: Absolutely, and the fact that as you mentioned, the schedule sets up greatly. Won't play Utah or SC until potentially the Pac-12 championship game.
5: For the Pac-12, man, they need they need that uh, that be that Washington win over Michigan State with Week Three would be uh, would be nice. And
1: Washington's actually. the last Pac-12 team to make it to the college football playoff, right? Sure
5: was yeah. 2016 season.
1: And they actually showed up well. Was it mm-hmm. Alabama they played? They made a good account of themselves. They, they didn't win 24-7, if I'm yeah.
5: correct. Uh, So there you go. Uh, There's our pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 every day. They are available for VEASAN pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sports and by show. Uh, Final thought here as we wrap up the show, uh, Brian Kelly making jokes, (laughs) making jokes, calling out uh, reporters for being tardy to his press conference. And then the reporter said, win some games and we'll show up on time. It's going to be
1: a long year in Baton Rouge.
5: Good start there, BK. (laughs) The one coach, Sean, that he brought from Notre Dame that, well, wanted to go with him. Brian Polian, special teams coordinator. Two muff punts, a blocked field goal, a blocked extra point. Hey, man. Thanks to Todd Haley. Thanks to Brad Powers. Thanks to Doug Ellen. Thanks to Britton, our producer. For Sean, I'm Tim Femian and Wes coming up next right here on VCT.